0: Welcome to the Sailing to Success Podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Sailing to Success Podcast show. I'm Lindsey Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30 minute excursion. Um, I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support. And for those of you that don't know me or, or maybe this is the first episode that you've listened to, um, I love sharing you know practical tips, business building strategies so you can be more productive in your business. But I also love to take on more of a, a broader approach. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're so busy, and need to think about other elements of our lives as well. So today I'm really excited to have Chef Allison Schaaf. She's a MSRD and LD, all those letters behind her. She's the founder of the meal planning website, PrepDish.com. So PrepDish, for those that aren't familiar, helps people save time, enjoy healthy, home-cooked meals by providing weekly prep-ahead meal plans. And Allison has founded Austin-based personal chef company, Prepdish personal chef. She holds a bachelor's degree in culinary nutrition from Johnson and Wales University and a master's degree in nutrition communications from Tufts. So Allison has been, um, gosh, I know I heard her on Entrepreneur on Fire. She's been on tons of other podcasts, Smart Passive Income and Food Blogger Pro. Um, So she's definitely getting her name out there for sure. She's an avid world traveler, loves staying active, hiking, scuba diving, yoga, and enjoys curling up with a glass of wine (laughs) at (laughs) a girl and her cat. Um, And she's actually in Puerto Rico with her husband, Brooke and cat. This is quite an interesting name. Allison, Lucius (laughs) Tinley.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Lucius Puss. That was pretty, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty good. He fits the name.
1: <laughs> that is so cute. So, um, I am a wine and cat lover myself.
2: <laughs> I, I like
1: you already. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. I've got my Molly and my Lucy, my girls and, um, and yeah, who doesn't love a good glass of wine, but who doesn't love good, healthy food, right? Um, so thank you for coming on my show, um, to, yeah, to talk.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited.
1: Cool. So first I'd love to know, I mean, how do you go from, you know, being a personal chef and being a nutrition? What made you decide to kind of start your own business?
2: Yeah, so, you know, I started out with a personal chef business, and that worked great. I loved to cook, so I was getting to cook a lot. <laughs> and I'm, I've always had a passion for nutrition, and it allowed me to really hands-on impact um, people's nutrition because I was, you know, all their food for them. Yeah. Um, but after, you know, four or five years of doing that, I realized from a business standpoint and just looking at my personal goals, that one-on-one work just wasn't going to be the best fit for me long-term. You know, right. I just couldn't picture myself, you know, having a family and, you know, as I got older every single day, going to someone's house and cooking for them. That just did not seem sustainable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought through. Well, you know, one option would be to grow that business. I could hire a bunch of chefs to do that for me. And um, the thought of managing a lot of chefs was a little scary. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: that would be overwhelming. <laughs> it would be like a whole uh, bowl of wax.
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, you know, I started to look for options online. I re- I just kind of knew that you know, online is where I need to be. Yeah. There's a way to reach more people. Um, to really scale the business. Um, I did keep the personal chef company, but I just basically replaced myself um, and I'm happy with that decision. And then mm-hmm. now I've, for the past um, few years, really been focusing on PrepDish.com, which is a meal planning website and really um, the one-to-one translated quite nicely into the online work because basically what I was doing was taking that process that I was using with clients for all those years. Um, and that process was visiting their house once a week and Mm -hmm. prepping their meals ahead of time And realizing like, hey, this is what everyone needs. You know, yeah. not everyone can hire someone to come in and like do it all for them. But I have the process and the system to save them time. And so how do I get that out to the masses? And so that's basically what I did with Prep Dish. was wrote down, you know, organized shopping list, very like efficient instructions. Like how do you get in and out of the kitchen as fast as possible? You know, I got really speedy because... it it made sense, you know, I could take on more clients the faster I was. So I was always looking at ways to speed up my process. And so I have a lot of, you know, skills in that. So it was really kind of cool that I was able to um, use those skills that I developed over those years as a personal chef and translate those to this online business. And it's, it's really been a lot of fun.
1: That's amazing. And it's so neat how you, because you, you think, okay, chefs, it's such a hands on thing. How would you possibly transpose that into an online business? But yeah, you've done it beautifully. So tell us a little bit for those that maybe aren't familiar what is Prep Dish and, and how does it work?
2: Yeah, so it's meal plans and people sign up, um, they subscribe. So it's either $14 a month or $99 for the year, which is, you know, $2 a week. And each week I send out, you know, what I call a meal plan. And that's three pieces. One is an organized grocery list. So how do you get in and out of the grocery store as fast as possible? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the second part is really how, what do you do ahead of time to set up your week to go smoothly so how can you get in and out of the kitchen in like an hour or two and prep everything for the week so it's chopping up vegetables or mixing up marinades and just getting all that work done in advance and then the third piece or are, are, is just really simple instructions on you know Wednesday night here's what you need to do and right. it's usually stick it in the oven for 20 minutes because all the work was done ahead yeah. of time so you know those are that's what I send out each week Um, and then I've kind of built it out to include you know bonus handouts and breakfasts and you know I have a member login and all that now so it's kind of evolved but at the core it's really just those weekly meal plans
1: so you do it's not just dinners you do lunches and breakfasts as well
2: yeah, so the way the meal plan is set up is it's four dinners, um, one breakfast, um, one d- dessert, um, a snack and a salad. Gotcha. And it, I kind of do it so people can, you know, do with it what they want. You know, there's that side salad they can use out for lunch. They mm-hmm. can use it as a as a side option at dinner. Um, so you know, people really kind of figure out how to make it work for them. Um and then yeah, I have the bonus handouts like crock pot meals and yeah. additional breakfast options. And you know, really over time I've just been able Able to talk with subscribers and yeah. see what what their needs are and kind of develop some bonuses based on based on that.
1: And hopefully they have tons of leftovers to have for the next day.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> now I know you also um, I saw on your site that you cater to those that are on a paleo diet. That is that whole paleo diet is just growing, like the amount mm-hmm. of people that are doing it. Um, and obviously everyone is familiar with gluten free, but. What is the paleo diet about?
2: Yeah, so I have two options that I offer. One is the gluten-free and the Mm -hmm. other is paleo. Um, At the core, I say they're both um, what I kind of call real food eating, you know, just basically avoiding food Um, it's all kind of from scratch Uh, the paleo diet is similar to gluten-free but then it also removes um, all grains legumes soy Mm. corn Um, so not that different from the gluten-free but just a little stricter and the reason for doing that was when I was doing the personal chef work um, I Worked closely with a functional medicine doctor and had a lot of her clients, and saw that um, a lot of them required the paleo diet. You know, if they had an autoimmune um, condition or something like that, they really got healthier with that way of eating. Um, And I also realized that the gluten free plans that I had developed were pretty close to already being paleo just because that's the way I eat and so mm-hmm. in order to offer that next level um, from gluten-free to paleo it wasn't going to take a lot of work on my side to like edit the meal plan so sometimes you know the paleo people may have the same um, meal as the gluten-free oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah to me it just made sense to kind of offer that totally that would make sense now
1: what I always thought legumes were like the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> that they're like the power food <laughs>
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I say with foods, it's really figuring out what works for you. Some people do totally fine with beans, but other people, um, you know, it's figuring out what works with your body. And there's some people that just can't.
1: Don't digest properly.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Fair enough. Now, so here's an interesting question. So as you're an entrepreneur and you're, you're growing this online business, did you find yourself, like many entrepreneurs out there, that, I mean, you're so busy juggling so much in a day that you, you, your, your own nutrition kind of goes to the, the, the wayside. I mean, you might be different because if <laughs> you're trained, it's, it's like in your blood, right?
2: No, <laughs> I mean, no, but that sometimes, Oh, so totally. And actually that was one of the aha moments that led mm. to prep dish was really, it kind of started when I was the personal chef and cooking, you know, I love to cook, but when you're cooking all day and I would get home at five o'clock, the last thing I wanted to do was make a whole meal from scratch. Oh God, But yeah. I realized I'm like, I'm not going to spend all this time and energy to have all my clients eat this wonderful food. And then I'm having, you know, like cheese and a glass of wine. Like, that's not healthy. So... (laughs) So I made a promise to myself that I would always eat as healthy as my clients. Well, how did I do that? I started prepping my meals ahead of time, just like I was doing for them, because that that made it easier for me to get home because I didn't have to start from scratch when I got home because I just I I did get burned out by five Mm -hmm. o'clock from cooking. So, um, you know, really, that's how it started was I needed to make sure that I was following my own process. And and it still happens today. You know, I try and do prep day. I try and have those meals ready to go. And when it works, it works beautifully. But then there, there are weeks where I'm like, ah, dang it. Why did I not do that? Because I I don't know what I'm going to eat for dinner tonight. And the second you don't have a plan, it's it's stressful. So, um, I try not to fall into that trap, but I mean, I totally do sometimes. We're all
1: human. Yep, exactly. And, and Lord knows it's like, yes, there's the crock pot. And yes, we all plan on making a whole bunch of things ahead of time on Sundays, but it's like Sunday comes and even honestly, grocery shopping, it's the hard part for me anyways. And I'm sure a lot of people are the same way is what am I going to make all week? It's like, I can't think of maybe tomorrow, but I mm-hmm. don't like to plan for the whole week and make sure you have the groceries for all of those things. It can like, to me, that's the stumbling block. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I imagine for a lot of, you know, pe- busy moms, whatever, it's like you end up falling to, you know, the same meals or things that aren't as healthy. And mm-hmm. then there's also um, like prepared foods. What's your take on the issue with dealing
2: with having prepared foods? Yeah, I mean, that's where doing doing the work and prepping your own food is so important. I, you know, and it's one of those things, you know, I can sit here and talk all day about how bad the processed food is. That's but what it, I meant. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah. And you can you really just have to experience it firsthand. Like the second I, you know, if I start traveling and can't eat food at home, I'm trying to get an Airbnb because if I eat out too many times, like I just don't feel good. And so,
1: um,
2: you know, that's the nice thing about making your food at home is after a while you start to feel so much better, um, that it really makes it worth it. Um, and for me personally, you know, I'm, I'm gluten intolerant and I found out when I, um, gave up gluten like three or four years ago. It's amazing the transformation that I went through in terms of mainly my immune system, but I just, I don't get sick anymore. And so it's, um, kind of crazy how much food can impact how you feel and your energy levels and your immune system and just everything
1: i know and and it's so often it's like people take it for granted that you know there's so many food myths out there too but it's like you grab a package of something and it says it's you know blue line all healthy but it's like you know the regulations out there aren't necessarily perfect either so people take it for granted that this processed food or whatever it is is healthy but it's it's unfortunate that people are misinformed. you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely um, a tough environment out there.
1: <laughs> it is. Um, and yeah, so your service, so again, it, it's like you're, again, for me, it's, oh my God, what am I going to do? I can't think of anything. You're telling everyone, okay, here's your plan. Here's what you need to buy. Here's what you need to cut. And then it's done. And then at the end of the day
2: you don't have to think about it like that's that's the key is not having and I like to kind of give the example like at the end of the day you're mentally fatigued and Mm -hmm. you don't want to make any more decisions and so having the decision of what to eat already be you know having that decision already be made is so freeing and it just makes dinner enjoyable because otherwise five o'clock is the wrong time to make be making any sort of decision right
1: that is so true
2: so yeah you want that decision to already be made before it gets around to dinner time because then it's easy like if you already know like oh well this is what I'm having then you just get home and do it but if you're trying to figure that out at it's, five o'clock I don't
1: that know it's a mental scary. struggle the only thing you is... want to figure out is if you're having a glass of white or red
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> um so what do you feel is a, a lot of the mistakes that entrepreneurs or busy moms or or people do um, nutrition wise?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think planning or failing to plan is the number one thing, you know, if you don't set yourself up, and it it doesn't have to be a meal planning site, you know, but having, um, you know, your fridge stocked with healthy foods having, you know, that goes for dinners, but also goes for things like snacks, like if you you know, if you have some pre-cut veggies and they're at the front of the refrigerator, well, when you get hungry and you open it up, you're going to be much more likely to go for the chopped cucumber because it's there and you've made the effort. But if you have a whole cucumber sitting in your fridge, you're not going to open it up and be like, oh, let me, you know, take the time and cut it right now. So it really needs to be done before you're ready to eat it because it'll make the decision that much easier.
1: That is so true. It's like we um, have started been eating healthier in the past month or so, mm-hmm. and all the fruit I like, I do actually take the time to pre-cut it all and put it in containers. Nice, I nice. Know. But then I notice the kids grab it so much easier, mm-hmm. and same with myself, I'm like, yes, it does work.
2: Yeah, I mean, the reason people reach for processed food isn't always like, oh, you know, it, it's not like it tastes better. It's not. It's convenience, right? I know, and so. Totally you kind of have to think through your own, you know, trick your own self into having the healthy food be the more convenient option. So like I said, if you open up the fridge and that healthy food is the most convenient thing, you've kind of already tricked yourself into making the best decision.
1: Now, um, for those that again, don't necessarily understand paleo or gluten or can't envision what that meal looks like, Mm -hmm. um, like what is one of your most popular gluten-free meals that you have?
2: yeah so um it's funny. I say that they're the meals are gluten free but with none of the weird gluten free yeah. free food <laughs> <There> <laughs> um, are some new things you know it's it's protein and vegetables so like you know a piece of balsamic salmon with uh mm. roasted uh broccoli and tomatoes and mushrooms and potatoes like roasted veggies or um you know a a chili or you could do a lasagna just you know not with the you either use vegetables as noodles or you can use um gluten-free pasta um and then i mean just really like all of the dishes are not anything that you would think like oh this is gluten-free um Because it's interesting, 80%, I think it's 80% of our subscribers don't actually uh, stick to a strict gluten-free or paleo diet. They just like knowing, you know, they feel better when they eat that way. And so they'll use the plan, even though maybe that's not 100%, you know, a diet that they follow. Or
1: just the recipes look and smell and taste delicious irrelevant like the, the label of it being gluten for your paleo is is irrelevant it's just a great recipe
2: they just yeah they just like feeding their family the real food and something that they'll feel better after eating versus you know feeling tired or something like that
1: exactly so what's some of the feedback that you've been getting
2: oh gosh busy moms love me I <laughs> busy bet. busy entrepreneurs love me you know the the people that don't have don't have time and don't want to think about their meals um they they love it you know it's really I get a lot of positive feedback so um uh, you know anyway I have a so I do a Facebook group page and I don't know depending on the businesses of the listeners and everything but I found that Facebook group page is such a cool way to connect with people you know connect with my audience and them to connect with each other you know they can post a picture you know after they do because prep day you know you have to put in the work of chopping and everything and after yeah. you do that you want to share it with someone so they can <laughs> jump on the they can jump on the facebook group page and post a picture of their fridge and everyone will be you know yay and you know sharing the celebration and yeah, people that kind of the people that get it <laughs> they're not in it alone and you know they can and then throughout the week you know if there's a dish their family really loves they'll post it on there because they you know it's nice to know that you're kind of in it with a whole group of people. And, um, you know, that's just a great feeling. And I think no matter what the business is, those Facebook group pages can be a really good way to get the audience to connect with each other and have that sort of feeling of being a part of it. And it's not just like you're alone out here by yourself.
1: Absolutely.
2: (laughs) And I like, I was
1: kind of surprised that you said chili because again, it's a mindset thing. You think, okay, chef, Um, you think healthy food, paleo. So you sort of think, okay, weird, fancy, you know, really simple dishes, not necessarily comfort food that also your child is going to like. Um, so that's great that you have those kinds of recipes as well. So why don't you share some of the other
2: uh, menu items that you have? Oh, goodness. So, um, the lettuce wraps are really popular. It's kind of oh, like yeah. an Asian style lettuce wrap. Um, I have, uh, gosh, I'm like, uh, I know that's probably too of, many. No, but I do. I do a lot of sort of marinades. So like a uh, paprika chicken legs, or um, a lot of like cilantro lime marinade for salmon is really good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I'm doing some recipe testing. I'm doing a. Oh, pew cool. test puttanesca sauce which is like a tomato based sauce with fish baked inside of it mm-hmm. um uh, i've been doing some new shrimp dishes and um for the winter i try and do so i kind of look at it seasonally too so oh, for the winter good. i'll do you know more of the crock pot or yeah. you know, braised meats and stuff like that and then in the summer I love doing things on the grill or you know a really good salad or you know popsicles like an all fruit popsicle for dessert is really fun um, so it's kind of nice too to be able to really look at it seasonally And each season there's all these yeah. new dishes um, in the fall and winter I do like a baked apple that's stuffed with a dried fruit nut filling which kind of it, it's just amazing though it tastes Yum. so good so yeah it's fun to be able to switch it up seasonally and um you know always have new options are you gonna have a holiday special <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I have a holiday like a an ebook a holiday ebook and oh cool I, I have a premium level subscription and the premium subscribers get access to anything I've ever created basically yeah. nice. and so that would include the the holiday holiday cookbook, and that has – it's not just week-to-week stuff, but kind of some ideas if you're yeah. entertaining. And, exactly. Um, so the entertaining thing, I, I always like to give ideas of what can you make now and stick in the freezer for, yeah. later, for later when – and you can just pull it out when you have company. So, you know, whether it's like a, a soup or a, you know, lasagna or muffins or frittata, but there's so many dishes that you can make and then have waiting in the freezer for – when your company shows up, yeah.
1: So you're not killing yourself the day of because Lord knows you're cleaning your house top to bottom.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah, <right>. exactly.
1: <laughs> that is awesome. Do you get a, a lot of feedback about like kids and and their input on the the meals?
2: Yeah, it's funny. They so picky. Um, they can they can be picky, and um, you know what was the one dish that I just had? Gosh, there was a kid that loved it, and she's like, I can't believe. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a broccoli soup, but usually he didn't like broccoli, but because it was pureed. And I mean, I think that's part of it too, is like you think that with a kid, you really have to introduce something several times before it'll be, depending, but it might take several introductions. And sometimes it's just presenting it in a different way. Like, well, maybe they didn't like, you know, the roasted broccoli, but maybe they'll eat it raw or maybe they'll eat it pureed in a soup. And um, so it just gives a chance to really try a lot of different, versions and you know each kid's going to be different too because sometimes people say well you know you need a a, quote-unquote kid-friendly food and well you know there's plenty of kids that eat this dish and then there's going to be some that won't and so kid kid kid-friendly is kind of a uh, almost a bad word in my vocabulary (laughs) I don't think there's really such things so um yeah there's kind of ways around it and it's nice because most dishes all have like maybe sweet potatoes and spinach and the protein. And so, you know, if the kid doesn't eat one of the vegetables. Sure, yeah not starving and
1: yeah
2: um yeah I mean it it really it varies kid to kid and all of that but a, a lot of the dishes the mom oh I remember what it was so it was a chicken stuffed with artichokes and goat cheese with butternut squash on the side and she said her kids just gobbled it up and she's like I never would have even thought to make them chicken stuffed with artichokes no. she, said, she said they all loved it so
1: if you don't tell them what it is <laughs> inside
2: yeah As long as
1: there's cheese in there.
2: (laughs) I know. Well, and sometimes it's, you know, modeling the behavior too. If they see you, if you're not presenting it as, oh, I don't think you're going to like this. You know, if you're saying, oh, this is, I love this and I think you're really going to like it. So sometimes it's just the, you know, it's the setup more than the actual food.
1: Yeah, that is true. I know my son, um, he's a foodie, He watches the Food Network. His favorite meal is shrimp and um, steak, of course. Um, but, but he will eat broccoli if I make the broccoli cheese chowder.
2: <laughs> there you and, go. Uh, but
1: he won't eat broccoli on its own. So that is so true. Um, yeah, well, it sounds like you've got a wide range of recipes. And yeah, love that you make it easy. And having a shopping list, because sometimes that's just even having to think about it, it, it hurts. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well and the other thing with the shopping list is so many cities now have um grocery delivery and so Oh it's true. You can use the and I have a if they're with Instacart I actually have pre-filled Instacart lists. So for the people that have Instacart in their city, they just one click the Instacart list and the groceries show up at their (laughs) at their front door basically. So what is Instacart? We don't have that in Canada. I don't know what that is. So it's it's a delivery um Grocery delivery. So you fill out your cart online. Okay. And then there's shoppers that they have that go into the store and do the shopping and deliver it to your front door. Nice. So, but anymore, a lot, in a lot of the cities, um, even if it's not Instacart, like maybe yeah. the, gro- the grocery store has their, you know, like I know on the East Coast, especially like Shop and Stop, I think they have a delivery within their store. And I think actually HEB in Texas has started doing that. Why and then not? Um, there's other services like I think it's called Envoy in California yeah. and there's one called Burpee and there's some in Canada as well. I've I'm sure um, there are. Yeah, because so, I also in groceries sometimes as as prizes and surprises for customers or you know people we work with we'll send them yeah um, we'll have prep dish groceries show up at their house so that's fun <laughs> that
1: would be great my uh yeah the one thing i hate is grocery shopping and what's even worse is grocery shopping with two kids
2: <laughs> yeah oh my yeah. god i hate it you you um, should look you should look into delivery because sometimes seriously. it's not you know it's not that much more in terms of cost yeah
1: that is true it's worth the anguish <laughs> yes <laughs> So what, are, are there any changes that you're going to do to your business or, or is there anything more that you want to accomplish
2: um, you know, for yourself? You know, right now it's, um, it's just scaling. So, yeah. you know, I'm happy with where it's at. I'm mm. happy with the service and just wanting to bring on more, more subscribers and reach more people. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Good for you. And enjoy Puerto Rico while you're there.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I am. It's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> That's five fabulous. Well, thank you so
1: much for sharing uh, your story and uh, nutrition and, uh, and your service. Thank you. Yeah. So okay. how can people find you? And, um, and I believe you had something to uh, share with our listeners as well.
2: Yes, I do. So um, if you go to prepdish.com slash STS mm-hmm. for sailing to success, but just STS, um, I have a, a free trial set up there. And I always say that's the best way to yeah. see if it's a fit is give it a try for free. So okay if you're interested in trying it out, um, slash S T S. And then, um, if they, you know, if anyone wants to connect with me, I'm on social media, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all of the major social media channels dish. So perfect. So, yeah. Well, thank you for,
1: for giving that free trial. Um, yeah. I mean, what, what do people have to lose, right? Help uh, getting the food on the table and it be delicious and healthy. That's, an added bonus mhm awesome well thank you again Allison and thank you all listeners out there for for joining me on this episode of Sailing to Success podcast Um, you will find this episode and uh, in past ones my videos and my blogs at lindsayphillips.com and of course to learn more about my online services you would go to ssonlinesupport.com so until next time folks I wish you all a productive and profitable week and nutritious one and May the winds always be at your
0: back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.